Hey everybody, we're back with another episode of We Are That Podcast. If you don't know by now, I'm Chris. I go by the name of the problematic sister of the podcast. I'm here with my two co-hosts. Um, just for time, I'm going to just introduce them. It's Ugo and Carly. Um, if you guys wanted to say something special, you can. But I just figured for time, we would just skip the antics. <laughs> I'm to say, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. Skip the antics. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, we be up to that on um, the regular? I'd just be trying to introduce myself. I mean, if you want to, go ahead. Nobody stop Oh, me. no, no, no. You did great. Perfect. Glad we're all on the same court. She <laughs> really didn't. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. She said, it's Carly and Ugo. Like, damn, bitch. I'm here with my two wonderful, beautiful, extremely No, because we talented. usually be up to the antics, Ugo. So I guess it's what she wants. I Thank guess, you, everybody, bro. for listening to this episode of We Are That Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm just like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> anyway, uh, so today we're going to talk about something a little bit on the introspective side because I was reading myself when I was creating this outline and I hope- And I feel like you're about to read me too. You know, it's, it's, a, little, it's a little controversial. So I mean, like, get ready. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, get ready. Hey, tonight, tonight, good song. Gonna, gonna make, make this an episode <laughs> to remember. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. You had the right idea, Carly. You did. Um, no, but, but today we're going to be talking about boundaries. So, um, boundaries specifically in friendships this time around. If we want, we can get into like relationships at another point. But we thought that it would be beneficial to talk about boundaries just because they're so prevalent and important. Um, Honestly, like, I didn't even know what we were going to talk about today. And when Ugo thought of the idea, um, I was like, wow, we haven't touched on that too, too deeply. And we like talking about boundaries because they're so important. So why not talk about that today? Um, But to get into it, um, I know she got the inspiration from one of our favorite podcasts called The Friend Zone. Shout out to The Friend Zone. Every Um, time I'm in the zone. Okay, My name is Dustin. <laughs> I'm Fran. I'm Francesca. <laughs> no, but um, this is going to be a good episode because I feel like it like really like taps into us as friends to each other and not just friends in general. So um, for starting off, it's important to audit yourself. You know, when you're going through these friendships that we talk about so much about how you know, what does this friend do for me? How does this friend treat me? What does this person give me? All this kind of stuff. But how often do we really, you know, look inside ourselves and realize, hey, like, what am I doing for people? What do I give people? And I feel like it's super important because you could be out here looking like a damn fool and thinking that you the greatest person on this damn planet. Whole time you out here looking dumb. Uh, So my first question for today is, have you ever done an audit on yourself? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be as a friend, but just as a person. Like, Are there times when you're thinking, what is my impact to people and how do I affect those people around me? And it could be both positive or negative. So whoever wants to start, please take the floor. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't necessarily 
call it an audit, um, but I like how you put it once explaining it just now. Um, those particular questions that you posed, I found myself asking those same questions or questions very similar to those. Um, sometimes, perhaps maybe even more often than not, to be transparent, um, those questions are triggered by my anxiety. So like, um, you know, I often wonder like, what is, you know, I hope, this person knows, I hope my friends know that I mean well, or I hope, you know, they know that I'm here for them. I wonder what they're up to or what, what can I do? Like, you know, so on and so forth. But yeah, I've definitely posed those questions um, previously before, but I haven't identified it as an audit. So I think that's a really interesting approach. I definitely think I've asked those questions, as Carly said, more often than like I would want to admit, because it just stems from me wanting to just make sure I'm being or putting my best self out there for another person to receive it. Like, I really would hate to be like in a friendship with you guys. Like I would hate to be that sucky friend where it's like, there's no connection between um, this person doesn't care about anything or anything like that. So sometimes you just have to ask yourself and literally audit yourself and say, okay, well, what can I do to be better? What am I giving right now? And what impression, and, and what impression am I making on this person or this group of people, you know? Yeah, I think it's important because like, like I said in the beginning and like the introduction, so many times we're so concerned about what other people are giving you and how they're benefiting you and how you feel about what this person and that person is doing. But, you know, it takes, it takes a bigger person to like really look inside themselves and either admit their faults or admit their, their shortcomings or whatever. Um, so for me, I know that I think about this probably all the time, like just because I'm just a natural overthinker of things, uh, I'll have friends or whatever. And every time there's, especially when there's conflict, um, I'll think, you know, am I giving my best self in this situation for this person? Am I coming up with the best solution for them? And am, am I there for them in the capacity that they need me? Like there's so many things that I just constantly think about. And I do my best to be cognizant of them all the time. And depending on like the closeness of the friend, I know that there are some times I, I can admit where I might have like some shortcomings in like some of those avenues, but me overthinking, I try my best to like self-correct. So um, for those of you who don't self-audit, I think it is super important just because we're all not perfect. and we're not all the perfect friend. We, you could be a good friend. You could be a great friend, but you might not always be the perfect friend. Um, so it is important to ask yourself, like, how are you affecting the people around you? And I guess like to you guys, how, what, how do you guys think that you affect the people around you? What do you, what do you give to people and what do you think that they gain from being around you? Is it um, a sense of confidence? Is it reassurance? Um, some accountability factor or, you know, anything. I think I give the people everything they need, baby. I'm the okay. champ, period. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Listen, you get everything you need fucking with me. What you want? What you want? You want some confidence? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I got that on I got Dripping that on like water. <laughs> <laughs> And that's on WAP. Okay. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> no, but um, I think that all like what I 
what I'm giving to the people around me depends on the person who's around me because the things that I, or I'd hope that I'd be giving to you, I wouldn't necessarily be giving it to my partner. And if the things that I'm giving to my partner, I wouldn't necessarily be giving it to my mom. So like, you know, like different factors overall, I think the only overarching, I guess, thing that I can say is comfort like in all aspects where it's where it's applicable um where it's appropriate i think i make the people around me feel comfortable enough to want to open up to me but that's just me i could be wrong i co-sign for you yeah i was just about to say that's definitely co-sign um but you mentioned something really important Important on how you know what you can give to others depends you know exactly on who it is um and the differences between what you can give to friendships versus you know your partner um just branching off of that um in general i think and i'm basing this off of what other people have told me um to like kind of validate that but i've been known to kind of bring really good energy um you know, I've always been one to be in high spirits and to be that optimistic person and to always look at, you know, things as, you know, half full and whatnot. Um, so in regards to that bright perspective, I guess I'm known for being able to bring that. So cosign, because sometimes, damn, like sometimes I'll be wanting to be sad. And Carl, here come Carly. That's exactly what I was about to say. I was about to say, yo, and sometimes it'd be the times where you don't even want to fucking want it. You just want to be sad. Here comes Carly. Well, if you, I'm like, oh God, I can't even be sad in peace. Yo, Carly's main thing is um, full transparency here. Like, (laughs) that's like her key. I'm like, damn, girl. Like, I just wanted to be sad for like two seconds. Shit. but for me, I think my main thing is I give people support and like the ability to like truly be themselves. So um, I'm very, very responsive when it comes to people. Like I'm pretty alert when it comes to people. And I'm also pretty good at detecting when there's issues or like if something's wrong with someone or anything. And I do my best to just be present as a friend in the capacity that they need me to be, whether it's just me listening, me giving advice, even though sometimes they may not take it. I'm not naming any names, but you know who you are. Um, Excuse me. You didn't have to offer yourself. Excuse me. That was truly like... Listen, one thing about We Are That podcast, we're not going to be getting on the playground, okay? If you can't name names, you leave it on the playground, okay? So I'm so here. Drop the to, fucking name. So I'm here to give people advice, even though they do not take it. And I mean, Ugo. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. It was very <laughs> wonderful, and thank you for your support thus far. But I think this is the end of We Are That podcast. Okay. No, but- no, but sometimes like you really do have to like give people what they need, and even if they don't take it, sometimes you know. It'll Listen, when have I never taken... No, see, because this is fighting words. Like, now I want to fight. Because with like, the fuck, let's, get to, let's get all the way specific. When have I never taken your advice? So you remember that time on September 17th, 2015, when we... Bitch! Because <laughs> I started thinking, I'm like, wait, 
2017. What happened? 2017. What the fuck was I doing? <laughs> you were how old and we were where? <laughs> no, but like I just make sure that I'm there for people, like genuinely. Like if they need me, I try my best to be there. And even though I might not understand, I try my best to at least support in a way that I can. And I'm not very judgmental either. So there's pretty much anything you can tell me and like fuck it. Like we all make mistakes. We all have some stuff that ain't, you know, too crystal clear about us. So that's what I try to give people, like the ability to just be themselves and like I guess like what Ugo said, just like be comfortable. Um, but in the episode of the friend zone when I was listening to it, one of the um co-hosts, she offered a really good question and it was when talking to your friends, what percentage of your conversation is about other people? versus what percentage of of the conversation are about ideas that you guys have for each other. So it's kind of like what percentage is about like gossiping or like something that doesn't necessarily enrich your friendship versus what percentage of the conversation is about, you know, bettering you guys as friendships, whether it's personally, business-wise, all that kind of stuff. Because I think sometimes when you have that disparity, when the majority of the conversations are for the are related to the first half, like the gossiping about people that aren't in your friendship and like all that kind of stuff. It leads to questions of, you know, is this like an actual friendship? Is this genuine or is this just, you know, an acquaintanceship or somebody I met on Twitter, Instagram or somebody. So if you guys had to give like, I guess we'll just use us like as like a benchmark, but if you guys can think of a pers- an honest percentage of what you guys think our conversations are like whether it's gossiping versus actually like enriching our friendships together what would you guys say because if i could if i could give an honest um honest percentage i definitely say since we started the podcast it's definitely shifted more um before the podcast we were just three girls that were drunk and kicking it so like uh it was probably closer to like a 50 50 kind of thing but as we've moved to actually working together, being mature, not living in the same areas anymore, you know, all of us having jobs and having our own lives and everything, I'd say it's definitely moved maybe towards like a 80-20 kind of thing. Maybe I would say. I don't know what you guys think. What do you guys think? I was thinking, I feel like we... As of lately, definitely, not even as of lately, just over the course of the last several months, definitely been talking a lot about a lot more real um, shit, <laughs> a lot more uh, topics with substance, not so much gossiping and like shooting the shit as we did before. Um, so definitely a shift, I would say. I would definitely say, you know... Good friendship is all about balance. And um, I think we found the perfect balance because I would say we spend about 88.6% of the time talking about business and progressive things and, you know, all of that boss shit. Then the other 11.4%, you know, I'll be talking my shit about people. Yeah, I know I'll be saying shit. Okay, man. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, damn, I hope that shit's correct because... Your girl Don't fact check me. Don't fact <laughs> check me. <laughs> no, me. She got it. <laughs> it was right. Yeah. Well. 
Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Come on. Look at me, my fifth grade math. That's the only level I could get. Period. <laughs> um, but I do think that we have a pretty good balance. Um, and it's a more so on the healthier side where it's like, we're talking about these things that can make us better as, you know, as co-hosts, but also as best friends and also as individuals, you know? And then if we do see some wild shit on Twitter or if some crazy shit does happen, it's not like we're like, you know, sitting here talking about that bitch, 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 motherfucker, bitch, bitch, stink, stink, blah, blah, blah. Like it's, oh, look at this crazy thing like that happened or yo, look at what just happened to me. Like, you know, it's a different kind of like conversation, I guess. Yeah, because, like, even just thinking about, like, recent times, um, we don't, when there's stuff that happens in life or whatever, there's, like, a, if you genuinely, like, don't know what's happening, like, obviously, you could hit one of us up and be, like, yo, like, what's going on here? Or if it's something, like, super shocking, you could hit one of us be, like, yo, did you see that or whatever? But, like, more often than not, like, we all have seen what occurs like in these times so like we don't necessarily have to like reflect on it or we'll you know go on social media and we'll express our thoughts about it so we won't have to like address it to each other but definitely like in recent times and especially since starting the podcast we've definitely like moved towards actually realizing um what boundaries need to be set as friends first what boundaries need to be set as business partners and what works in what capacity but not necessarily um thinking that you can't be a friend if you're a business partner and you know to be candid but not to be specific we definitely like had our times where there's been you know growing pains or anything but since we've worked it out it's been like way 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 more seamless and you know it's good because it means that the the friendship can be there and we know when it's time to be business partners and we know when it's time to be friends and we don't have to mix those things. So I think that that's really positive for us, but in terms of actually like creating boundaries with the people in your life, um, not necessarily just us, it could be with other people. Um, what are some of the boundaries that you've set? Because boundaries are super important because we all have things that piss us off. So in you guys' life, what boundaries have you set and are they similar across all of your friendships? Well, for starters, I think everyone knows I do not like when people touch me. I don't like when people are too close to me. Mm-mm. That's all across the board. I don't even give a damn if you... My mom. Well, shit, I don't want nobody touching me. So that's. I think that's the only boundary I pretty much have. And of course, don't talk about my family. Okay. <laughs> Period. Um, what boundary do I have? Um, hmm. I don't like when people eat off my plate. I don't even care if we really, I don't really like that. I, Probably, like, first of all, you eat the most questionable things. Nobody Make you be happy if someone else is appetized by what the fuck is on your plate. You know what? A boundary that I should have is making fun of my food takes. I well, think that no. should be a boundary. No. Yeah, because we're going to get into that later in this episode about when it's okay to cross boundaries and that's <laughs> when it's okay to cross boundaries. Period. Not at all. And also, you were sitting on that question like you were about to spit some 
fire. Like I know, right? And I'm like, <laughs> you don't like when people eat off your plate, <laughs> girl. Yeah, like, I it get really it. Annoys but... me. It really annoys me. Okay. Anyway, I think my main boundary is respecting my time. Like, don't bingo. Like don't just don't like. There's 24 hours in a day. There's seven days in a week. I'm responsive for about 95% of that time. There are ways to not fuck with my time. So just don't do it. And then, like Google said, don't talk about my family. Because then we'll have a real issue. Don't threaten my safety. We'll have a real issue. Um, and that's that. But... And has the that on that period clearly um, <laughs> no, but um, you know, in thinking about boundaries, you know, we are that always likes to come with the facts and the articles for you guys to reference in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was actually reading an article called Nine Boundaries You Should Have in Your Friendships According to Experts. I don't know who these experts are. I never really liked when people say according to experts because how the fuck do because I know who you know are they? Yep. You could have gotten a fucking F in um, psychology, but somehow you got a C in your major. So how am I supposed to? But that's that's neither here nor there. But uh, the nine boundaries that they said, and you guys can feel free to agree or disagree. The first one was what I just said, how you treat each other's time. Don't fuck with people's time. Basically what they're saying. Uh, you got, If you guys are actually friends, you guys should know, you know what is available, what's not available. Don't treat somebody's time like it's expendable or like don't don't act like you're running on somebody's time you guys run on each other's time um number two was what needs you share with them so what they mean by that is um if the friendship is like important to you you can determine how you assert yourself and advocate and for your needs in a way that supports you and the relationship there's needs that everybody wants from anything and you guys should know that and those needs should be met if you guys have a quote-unquote healthy relationship. I don't know if you guys agree with that. I agree. Um, yeah, I think I agree too. Um, the next one is how reciprocal you are. Like, obviously, it speaks for itself. There shouldn't be like a gimme, gimme, gimme and a take, take, take uh, kind of situation. What I can afford to you, you should be able to afford to me. Or if I can give you one thing and you can't necessarily give me that one thing, then maybe you can give me something else that would equal out. Um, Without it being transactional. Correct. Big, big point. Yes. Correct. Um, And we'll get into that in another time too, because that's another another conversation I wanted to get into. Um, The next one is how much you tell them. And I was a little like on the fence with this one. So there's friends that you can tell everything to. Those are more likely your best friends. Um, Somebody who is a friend of yours, you might not tell them everything. You can tell them some things. Maybe it's out of comfort, maybe it's out of closeness, whatever the case may be. I don't know how you guys feel about this. Like, do you think that you can tell all of your friends everything? Hell no. No. Okay, so I was on the same page. Yeah. What were you going to say, Carly? Oh, no, I was just going to say, I've, I've heard several times throughout the years from other people um, experiencing it themselves how, like, you know, there's certain friends that you disclose certain things to. Yep. So that's just law. And when it comes to friendships in general, I feel like. Facts. 
the next one is how you treat their values. So things like religion, uh, political views, um, other sorts of ideas that may be similar or different to yours. If you guys are friends, you guys should be able to accept those things. I agree. Um, I agree too. Like Absolutely. You, don't have, you don't have to agree unless but. unless unless you know some wild shit like it's yeah. like it's like excuse me you yeah. do what <laughs> and and you agree with that okay like, <laughs> because like not everything that you accept you agree with mm-hmm. like you can feel however you want about something but i don't have to necessarily agree with you, you can and just respect it basically exactly um, number six is how you separate your emotions and your well-being. Um, so one of the main boundaries that people have to uphold um, are keeping your emotions and your well-being separate from that of your friends. So like you can empathize with your friends, you can support your friends, you can care for your friends, think of your friends, all that kind of all that kind of stuff. But once the emotional state um, relies on your friend's emotional state that's a problem because that's when like codependency starts to happen. Um, and you shouldn't necessarily feel like you're codependent on your friends. We actually spoke about this in the last episode, like the clinginess of everything, of the high, um, the high maintenance of everything shouldn't happen because to me, it's just not natural to truly be clingy with your friend. Cause you guys are just different. Yeah. Uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. I can't. Yeah, I know. Okay, like, <laughs> ew. Um, number seven is how you obviously affect each other's lives, which, I mean, goes without saying. If you are friends with somebody, how you treat them and how they treat you should ha- obviously have some sort of positive impact. Um, if, you're, um, if you're constantly giving out negative energy or you're constantly giving out, you know, just negative advice, whatever, that's clearly just not your friend. And we'll get into that a little later in the episode when we talk about toxicity. Um, Twitter's favorite word. Which they always use so incorrectly, but that's Mm -hmm. like parsley. Exactly. You don't need parsley (laughs) on your fucking mac and cheese, but that's not like, that's not like, whatever. Um, Number eight is how you support them. Now the great we the let's great, talk about it. Great, now, this great, is one. This triggered me because the great, 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 great gif queen, reality queen, Lanethia yep. Leaks Leaks mm-hmm. said three simple words. Let me say it. Let me say it. And they are what? Support me, bitch. Period. Like, because people just think that support is, oh, if you have a, if you have a podcast, that means that I have to listen to every episode. That means that I have to give money. That means that I have to do this. I have to do that. If that's what you so choose to do, fine. And I'll be forever grateful for it. But there are so many free and hassle-free ways to support somebody that people think that it's like debilitating, that it's detrimental to their health. Like they think that it's strenuous on their, on their heart and their mind that I'm just sitting here. Like if supporting your friends is hard, that's not your friend. Like 
there's no way that I could sit here and say that if my friend has something that they seriously love, like that they show that they're passionate for, they dedicate their time to, that I can't sit there and support them in some way. The support doesn't even have to necessarily be directly related to what they're doing. Like if my, like for example, Ugo's in school. If I know that she is stressed out of her mind, and I've definitely done this before, not to toot my own horn, but if I know that she's stressed out of her mind, I don't have to be there to read her 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 notes to her. I don't have to do that. <laughs> but, because nine times out of 10, I'm gonna fuck up the fucking pronunciations <laughs> anyway. But if I know that she's stressed and I could be like, hey, she might not have time to like cook a meal or buy something for herself. Or she might not have like a bottle of wine that she could just use yep. when she's done studying. And you can do easily a form of support. Mm-hmm. Y'all are making it seem like supporting somebody is a full-time job. And yep. granted, like it, it, it goes a long way, but it's not going to like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna break life. you. Yeah, it's not gonna break you. And honestly, even if like whether it's directly or indirectly related to what the person is doing, like directly, for instance, we could say obviously if I'm promoting for the podcast on my Instagram, or if I'm promoting for my YouTube channel on my Instagram, and I see somebody that I consider a friend watching every single story, every single story, you you see my post, you see me promoting my shit. But you can't even promote it or you can't click a link or you can't, you know, subscribe or um, listen or follow or all of those things. It's like, support me, bitch. Like, come on. What the Mm -hmm. fuck? And you know what else, too? Like, Instagram over the last couple years has implemented some really cool interactive features for, like, you know, their stories for you to help get engagement for whatever, right? Say polls, questions, or whatever. I hate when you implement those features to try and, you know, I don't know, increase your chances of outreach, make it easier for people to, I don't know, support you. People just want (laughs) to keep scrolling through, scrolling through the polls, scrolling through the question like that. shit really be blowing me because it's like, it's just a tab. You know what I mean? The questions are supposed to entertain you. They're supposed to be funny. I'm sure it's not taking too much out of your day to just, I don't know, like participate. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, you're looking at every single one anyway. Like, thank you. That's what I'm saying. That really, oof. And oof. it's a, it's this. This really is touchy because we've had it is like this before, and it's also like when I'm sitting here and I might I might not be the consumer demographic of what you are doing. You know, if I don't listen to rap music, well, I do. But like, if I didn't listen to rap music, rap music just might not be my thing. If I'm, you know, promoting that I sell, that I'm like a lash tech or like a nail tech or whatever, and I don't get my lashes or my nails done, I can still support you without being your target demographic. I can still post your flyer. I can still post your Instagram stories. I can still do so much because you don't understand how much reach you have. Exactly. You don't know how far that one repost or that one um, shout out is going to go. Like, right. Like, and on Twitter, you see it all the time. Like, even though sometimes it's like, why are you doing this? Like, it has a point. Like people are like, you never know who my next client will be. Like, exactly. And you really, really will never know. Like the people were discovered in the craziest ways. And I've seen the effects and of good support. And I've seen the effects of no support. And it's just so easy 
to support somebody. You don't have to be engaged in it. Just support them. And it's also the worst when you be supporting them and they don't be supporting you. A word. Because it's just like, damn. Like, I'm I'm really, really trying. I'm really, really trying. And it could be through word of mouth. It could be some encouraging work. Like, it's just, there's so many ways. There's so many free ways to support somebody. Because, you know, money is always the fucking hot topic of niggas. Niggas don't like to spend a dollar, so. I'm going to just say it. If you see a friend is doing something, um, and you know very well that they're doing something, you are very aware of it, you're not supporting it, you're a hater. You're jealous of your friend. Next question. And that's on period, to be honest. Drop my mic. Okay. <laughs> period. <laughs> and with the last boundary that you should set with your partners, according to experts, is or not partners, but friends, um, whether you're able to say no, mm. which is a good segue into the next point we're going to get to. I've learned the art of saying no recently. I ain't even going to lie to you. I used to say yes out my ass just because I was so afraid of letting people down. I didn't want people to be upset with me. I didn't want people to think that I wasn't there for them, yada, yada, yada. But I realized that with a friend, they have to know that I'm an individual too, just as much as I know that they're an individual. And learning the art of no is one of the most beautiful things I've learned in my adult life. It's so important. I feel like I I definitely was saying no before, but I also I would always have like some kind of explanation for the no. Like it'll be like someone wants me to do something. No is just fine. Or I would be like, no, because I think I have to, or no, because I don't want you to da 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 da. Like it's just no, period. And that that freedom, I I honestly in any relationship that I have. I force that freedom in. And if that person has something to say about it or some type of feeling about it, then I know that that person should not be in my life. Like, you know, if I have to keep saying no, because I feel like I have to do this or no, because of that. No, that person doesn't need to be there. Completely agree. Completely agree. Because like, I don't know, like there's say, saying no is beneficial for you because if you say yes and you really don't want to do it it shows so much Mm -hmm. like if especially like with going out or you know engaging in certain activities like if you don't want to do it don't force yourself to do it because and krista means what she says there because i've asked her on multiple occasions can we do some cocaine and she said no yeah because (laughs) cocaine is not my steez i'm i'm more of like a Kind of, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Hello? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We don't, we don't promote those activities on this show. Um, no, but like it really shows when you don't want to do something. And then I'm going to be here like, well, bitch, you didn't have to be here with a sour ass attitude. You could have stayed your ass home and been fine. And I would have been fine. And the next day we would have been fine. Like, it's written you know, all over your face. Okay. <laughs> it's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, nah, but that's really important. Carly, do you have any light to shed on the art of saying no? I was a bit in the same boat as you. Um, it took me a bit and admittedly, it's still something that I kind of see myself struggling with, um, because I don't like letting people down. I, I don't like being an inconvenience to people. You know, I, I always want to 
try I, I always try to overexert myself and I know that's only ended up kind of faulting me in the end at some points because I've been in some like dire OD situations that resulted because I did something that I didn't want to do. Like I genuinely did not want to do it. And that's also it too. Like best believe if you do something and you don't want to do it, like God will find a way to show you that you should have just listened to your intuition and just like chilled. (laughs) And that's (laughs) That's the truth, Ruth. Let me tell Mm -hmm. you. That's the real truth. God going to shine down on that ass. Like, bitch, why ain't you stay home? Why you ain't listening to me? That was me talking to you the whole time. And you just... All right, God going to run down on your ass. <laughs> God about to be like... Ran down on that bitch twice. <laughs> and, that's why you, and that's why you stupid. <laughs> that's why you sitting there looking dumb. With your dumb ass. <laughs> no, but um, continuing with um, boundaries. I was teetering with this idea in my head because I really don't know my answer to this. Do you guys think that it's ever okay or that there's ever a need to test a boundary that you set or that somebody else sets? What do you mean? So like Um, if, um, so let's say like um, with like values or something, like one of the nine things was like being like, respecting each other's values or whatever let's say that you're like really political or something and we have an election coming up and let's say that you know somebody says something that you don't necessarily agree with and you find it real hard to just sit there and be like I respect that you have this view (laughs) but your wallet like is there ever oh is there ever like a pass where you can like overstep that I respect your views and be like not like you're really bugging the fuck out and like this is why or do we have to play the respectability politics and just say we're different and leave it at that if we if if that is the case if we do i would think it would be a learning lesson you know it would it would be an opportunity for you to um i guess not only test your boundary but like test yourself it could be like i i'm not sure cuz like i feel like there there definitely will be times that your boundaries will be tested and if that's the case i'm not exactly looking at it as a bad thing I guess yeah that's why I was like I don't I don't know because I feel like maybe it's like a circumstantial thing uh there's some definitely circumstantial there's definitely boundaries where it's like bitch like don't you even get close but yeah no there's some things maybe where it might not necessarily be detrimental to the actual friendship but maybe something that's like affecting your personal values versus their personal values so it's like I don't know I mean, how I'm supposed to. If it's in that case where it's like uh, now affecting my personal values, I can say something and express that, but it's not my not my job in life to try and change anyone's views, beliefs, respects, all those things. I'm just here to respect it. And as long as it's not, you know, making an impact on me where it's affecting me negatively, okay, I'm just going to agree to disagree, like, you know. Yeah. I don't think I would test someone's no. Yeah, I think I think testing is a bit aggressive cuz 
testing yeah. because you have like you have the intention on being like, oh, I'm going to just poke at you and see how yep. far I can get kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas if something naturally comes up and it might affect you in some sort of way, whether it's you individually or your friendship, then you can sort of test the waters and see. But like testing to me is like, I'm going to wake up to m- this morning and I'm going to shake some table. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm going to get under her skin. Like- yeah, <laughs> I don't like that shit. So maybe testing was where I got a little like, "Mm," because that's what they also mentioned in the friend zone as well. Um, So no, I don't necessarily think there's an instance where you would like intention, that you should intentionally test something. But if things, you know, voluntarily come up and that's just how it has to be, then I guess so be it. Um, Now, when it comes to those boundaries actually being crossed, somebody blatantly going, around what you say disrespecting what you believe um have you ever crossed somebody's boundaries or are you pretty cognizant of being like nah like these are set i'm gonna respect them and if you have crossed the boundary uh if you're free if you're if you care to share you don't have to um what was the reason and was it justified Hmm. I think I am for the very large part, very cognizant of people's boundaries and, um, just always mindful, um, just in regards to like how to approach them. Cause I'm also like a big believer in it's not what you say, it's how you say it too. Um, I think that also definitely has an effect, but, um, I can't recall any time that I've crossed a boundary as of right now. Yeah, no. I think, well, I definitely agree that I'm pretty cognizant of boundaries and um, especially, well, obviously if it's like verbally stated, but even if it's not, I think I'm pretty intuitive of it. Like I would know, like there's going to be some type of cue that the other person gives off where it's like, okay, you tap dancing in some like uh some muddy waters over here, you know. Um but read in the room. Yeah, but exactly, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um I don't think that well, obviously there I'm not perfect. So, of course there have has to have been somebody in this world where I crossed a boundary. I don't recall any right now, but I know that in Actually, I do recall one, but that's a little personal. I'm not going to put me in Vontae's yeah, You don't have to get there. it. You don't have to get into that <laughs> But, <laughs> like, you know, like if we're in an argument and I do cross it, I know I'm very quick to say, oh, I, well, I apologize. I didn't mean to. Did not intend to offend you or anything like that. Um, but, yeah. Do you think that crossing a boundary is... think? Okay. I'm saying this because I'm also struggling with my answer here. Do you think it's crossing a boundary to insult somebody even though it has truth to it? What do you mean? Like you so dirty like, you didn't shower in eight no, days? No, 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 no. Okay. That sounds like true dickhead behavior to me. <laughs> yeah, that's very much a dickhead. That, but I'm talking about like, you know, in times of like true anger, there's sometimes that you slip up and you say stuff that you might not have wanted to say, but the truth. Oh, that's why your nigga cheated on you, type shit. Some shit like that. Like, is that is that crossing a boundary, or is that just heat of the moment? Like, 
I said what I said kind of thing. Like, cause I, cause I'm juggling with that. Like what I said is true. What I said you did, or you are, but me saying it maybe in that time might not have been the best, but like, that doesn't negate what I said being true. Like, I don't know. Once again, I was typing these and I was reading myself because I was, you know, judging like whether or not I believe these things. But I don't know. What do you think? I don't think it's. I, w- I don't think it's necessarily crossing a boundary. Well, probably for the delivery aspect. But if that person, like, like say for instance, Chris, if it's me and you, right, and you say that to me, everyone knows I don't care about how someone delivers something to me as long as you get the message across. But versus if it's like you and Carly, where we know she's going to be like, excuse me, bitch. (laughs) Like, so I feel like it's also dependent on the person that you're throwing it at because not everybody can handle some shit. Like you say some shit like that to me, guess what I'm doing? I'm coming for your jugular. I'm like, well, bitch, that's why your left tooth is like, you know, but um, I don't think it's crossing a boundary. I think it's like some dickhead behavior, but. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I would say, I mean, I don't know if it would be crossing a boundary, but I just don't think it would be necessary, especially considering the intent behind it. So, yeah, I agree with that because, like, like I said in the beginning, though, I think the boundary, the thing, the reason why it's not a boundary is just because it's true. You know, like, this is something that you've done or this is something that you are. But in the space of what you're talking about, it's just not relevant. Like if I'm arguing with you about the fact that, you know, you haven't been supporting me lately and then you come to me and you're like, well, bitch, that's the reason why you lost your job. Da, 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 this and <laughs> I'm going to be like, just, she said, uh, well, you broke bitch. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to be like, um, but like, what does that have to do with you not supporting? Like, I don't think, like I, like Ugo said, I don't necessarily think it's crossing a boundary. And like Carly said, I just don't think it's necessary in the time. You know what I mean? Because I feel like if you really like wanted to have a sit down conversation with somebody about the things that you said, that you just said, moment, you could say it a different you could way. Say it. Exactly. Especially if they're your friend. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, I'm sure that like all of us have had those moments with somebody where like you can formally address them about something and everything is cool because that's the nature of that conversation. But bitch, if I come outside and you don't like my outfit and then you say, yeah, that's why your boyfriend dumped you because you will, I'm going to be like, because you always got those stupid ass shoes on. <laughs> I'm going to be See, like, now that's going to make me feel like you've been sitting on that for a while. And that's you always got too. your motherfucking toes hanging out the front of your shoe. No wonder he was kissing somebody else. And I'm going to be like, you could have just told me my shoes don't fit. And we could have, like, rectified that with your hate and ass. And then that's, what, then that's what fuels the, and that's why you're, and now you're just being messy with each other. So, yeah, I don't necessarily think it's crossing the boundary, though. Um, but what does happen when an actual boundary is crossed? Like, can you bounce back from it? Or is it just like a, I, I noticed that you did it. and now we just have to, like, not necessarily accept that it happened, but we have to sit with it, rectify it, quote unquote, make sure that it doesn't happen again, and then move forward. It depends on the severity of it, you know? Like, for someone like me, I don't, 
I don't have many. Like I said, don't touch me or like get too close to me and don't talk about my family. So if you're on the, you, oh, you just standing mad close to me. It's not, I'm not going to be like, well, I'm never talking to you again in my life because you were standing right next to me. Like, no. Versus if you decide to hop on Twitter and start putting your little fingers to work and say some bullshit about my family, it's like, no, because now we have to fight because there's no way you can bounce back from that. I don't care. You get what I mean? I 100% agree. Um, it definitely depends on, I would say, which boundary, yeah. Um, some things are able to be you know spoken about understood and um rectified but then there's other boundaries that are just deal breakers that is just like okay once you cross that point with me then no and i'm not gonna lie like i really don't like it when people eat off my plate it might make me skeptical to eat out with you again like oh as God. we as we stated <laughs> wait how did we get there like i was not what didn't we just <laughs> talk about bringing up shit that has no relevance to what the actual conversation was. And also, in the beginning really, of the conversation. Nobody. Well, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. There's some things that can be talked about, discussed, forgiven, okay? Carlene, nobody wants to eat your kick cereal. That's Next. what we said in the beginning well, of the episode. You know what? Then good, bet, better for me. Cool. And that's how I know cool. that you ain't got no boundaries. So now if you have a fucking <laughs> argument and I say, well, bitch, that's why your left toe is Millie rocking off your sandal. Now you can't say shit because you ain't set no boundaries. This really escalated. I, like, I, I just looked away for like two seconds. <laughs> like really escalated. These are all, These are. I just took that off the top of my head. I don't actually Jesus. think that about her. I honestly don't. Um, She's lying. She definitely texted me that the last time we were together. My phone actually Wow. Died, so I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, now, so now we see that there's two fake bitches in the house. My phone is actually broken. So I'm not sure what we're talking about. Who she was texting <laughs> I use my laptop and I use my iMessage. Phone. She left one of those fucking anonymous letters, like A from Pretty Little Liar. <laughs> Do with it what you will. Um, no, but if you, if somebody has too many boundaries, is that a red flag? What do you mean? Um, like if mm-hmm. there's always something that. I guess can't be addressed, can't be, um, can't be, I guess, toyed with, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, something that can't be explored. Um, anything. Just there's too many boundaries. You know, that person, that person got problems. They need to go. In, that yeah, shit out. you know, it may I mean? not be a red flag, but in that case, I just acknowledge as they are very protective of themselves. It's too protective for me to. I guess work with because it'd just be difficult, and but, you know that would stem from somewhere. Like if somebody has so many boundaries, like there's so many things that can't be addressed, explained, all of these things that stems from something. Like if it's like abuse or some type of like trauma that happened in their past life, that's going to create those boundaries. And you also have to know the difference between boundaries and you're just like they said on the friends, I'm putting and, a wall up. Yeah, putting a wall up. It's yeah, like, in that case, I would want to give them the respect to come to me and on their time, I guess, because they're the ones that are so cautious. Because I have, I have way more walls up than I have boundaries. And when I have, just because I have walls up doesn't mean that my walls can't come down for somebody. Mm-hmm. If, they've, if they've shown that 
I can put them down. But a boundary will stay up whether I fuck with you or not. So um, like Ugo said, if you have a whole bunch of boundaries and you really listen to what those boundaries are, you can kind of tell like some sort of behavior or some sort of um, trigger or some sort of like um, catalyst for those kind of um, for those kind of boundaries, because a lot of them are, will start being um, sewn in together. Like, I don't like that you do one thing, another thing, another thing, another thing. All of those will sound similar exactly. to some sort of traumatic experience or whatever. And I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a bad thing that you have those because everybody goes through trauma. But um, it's definitely important that you address those things, though, because some things that can be boundaries, in my opinion, if it stems, if it does stem from a trauma, like can be addressed and can be like rationalized and maybe solved, but it it doesn't necessarily have to be. I wouldn't necessarily consider it a red flag. It's just something. I that- think more so along the 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 lines of this, not that they went through trauma, because as you said, everyone has gone through some type of trauma, but they're not processing and they're not dealing with any emotions properly which in regards to if it's now applied to me because this is in relation to our friendship that just lets me know this person is not doesn't have the capability to process and doesn't have the capability to accept certain things or move on from certain things or learn certain things um because i see that they're very guarded and all these walls are up that are disguised as boundaries like you get what i'm saying i think that's the red flag yeah definitely not being able to like rationally put your emotions into or and your logic as well because it's not always going to be emotions like 24 7 but like being able to put both of those things in mind whenever you're addressing your boundaries definitely um should be taken into account but as i pointed out in the beginning of the episode um we're going to get into two different aspects of quote-unquote friendship um people who just have problems in their friendship versus a toxic friendship. Um, Well, firstly, do you guys think there is a such thing as a toxic friendship? And if so, how do you know that it's toxic versus just somebody who has a problem in a friendship or has problems in friendships? I think the duration of certain things, like you can, like if we're having a problem, Obviously, that's more onset. Like it's a shorter onset. Where if like if I was a toxic friend, or if Carly was a toxic friend, or if you were a toxic friend, um, it would have been from since day one. This, oh, this is exactly how Carly is. Like you can tell. Like it's not something that is brand new. Where like if she shuts off, or if you get upset and then you decide to never speak to us again, and then come back or whatever. Like this is not a characteristic of you. It's more. Um, I guess like a, a a symptom you could say, like you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I hear that. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say if you know if friend relationships are supposed to give you things if and if for the most part you can identify that what it's giving you isn't anything isn't anything good isn't anything fulfilling isn't anything rich any isn't anything that's like helping to foster your growth or, you know, just 
be productive at or I just feel like that's how you know it's toxic. And also I feel like if it's truly toxic, it expands way past just the problem at hand. Um it it's deep rooted in something and everybody is gonna have a pro at least one problem with something. And if you're able to just address the problem, move forward, it's not the problem. It's not the quote unquote, like, it's not the person that's necessarily the issue. It's the problem of what the person has done or said or whatever. But if there's somebody that's toxic, it's, it's within themselves as well. Like there's something within the person that has to be like, I don't. I don't want to be invested in this friendship. I don't want to treat this friendship with the, you know, capacity that I treat other friendships. I choose to be negative in this situation and stuff like that because it's natural to have problems. Like not every person that's problematic is toxic. But every person that's toxic is problematic. So that on a shirt. And I'm going to tweet it later. Um, but do you guys have any examples like just for like pop culture? preference because we don't necessarily get into pop culture too too much on the show but like do you guys have any examples of any pop culture friendships or anything that you can like give your definition of what a toxic friend is because i Molly and isa period and joan and tony period as well <laughs> and what's their faces um actually no i don't even watch that show i just read it on twitter what they um carrie bradshaw and damn near all the other fucking Sex in the City girls. The whole damn show was problematic. <laughs> Toss it away. They had no standards. Yeah. Um, oh, just, um, uh, Moesha and what's Kim's and name? Kim. Oh, yeah. Kim. That oh, they call her? Oh, okay, yeah. Thinking back, that show, yo, Moesha, toxic mm-hmm. as a motherfucker, yo. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But just for... um. For recency purposes, because there have been a lot of um, shows that are coming back onto Netflix, whatever. Fuck Malisha, because we ain't going to talk about her. But we're going to talk about Girlfriends, which is coming back soon. Um, Joan and Tony. So it's interesting because they were way more toxic than I realized that they were when I first watched the show. Yeah. I mean, I knew. I I was like, nah, these people can't be friends. Like when I was watching it at first. But Mm -hmm. then I was like, oh, maybe they are. And that's just the way that their relationship is. Versus now when I watch certain clips and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. They were pretty. And like, I don't want to say that one person was toxic to another. They were both equally toxic Mm -hmm. to each other. Mm -hmm. Like, I always, like, and I know, um, when I first watched the show, I always thought that Tony was the one that was toxic to Joan, and Joan was the one that was trying to be, you know, the good girl, yeah, like, good take girl, it and all fix that. her upper, like all that kind of stuff. Nope. But when I was like really like remembering some of the stuff that was happening on the show, I was like, both of these bitches were very horrible to each other at points. Like, and then you got Maya and Lynn on the side, like, um, just there. What's what's happening here um but i bring that up because i don't want to say that this is just a woman problem but i can only speak on women because we are women um we like to bring a lot of emotions into 
our friendships. And we like to mask that sometimes. And that's just how I feel kind of thing. And while it's okay to feel how you feel, it's very important to do what we did in the beginning of the episode, which is truly look inside yourself and say, well, what have you done to potentially cause somebody else to be this way towards you? Have you been the best friend to somebody and you're truly a victim? Or have you really been a toxic ass bitch? And this person is also just a toxic ass bitch. Like we, we so often try to negate our fault in anything. And sometimes people have faults. I'm sorry. Like we do. Um, for me personally, I know that there have been times, and I'm going to be a woman and say it, there have been times when I know that I haven't put my best foot forward in a situation. And I know that. So in other words, you were wrong. Yes, I admit I was You can wrong. say it, Jada. Bitch. Talking about putting my best foot forward in situations. Bitch, that's the same thing as saying entanglement. What the fuck are you talking about? But entanglement is a vibe. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, oh, you would know. Oops. No. Oops. Let's talk when about I, that. Ari, if you want to, my 4C hair is real tangled right now. So if you want, like, we can get into <laughs> real entanglement. <laughs> Bitch. Anyway, um, no, but there's been times when I've been wrong. Like, I'm a flat ass thing. There's been times when I've not put my best foot forward in a situation and I've just tried to say how I felt in a situation and that's why such and such did or didn't happen rather than realizing why my friend felt a certain way and how my actions made her feel that way or made him feel that way. Um, and as I've gotten older and as I've really like had these situations happen, I do try my best to, before I react or anything, I truthfully try to like rationalize everything and sit there and be like, all right, well, I could have done X, Y, Z differently in this situation. And maybe that's why my friend felt that way. And it's hard to just sit there and think that, you're wrong because obviously nobody wants to be wrong, but I can admit I was wrong. And how I decided to rectify that is really sitting there. Like if it takes a minute for me to respond to your text or whatever, I'm going to do that. But that's just because I'm taking the time to really assess what I've done. So for anybody who's listening that I've had any sort of issue with, if I take a while to respond, it's just because I'm thinking about what happened. It's not because I'm ignoring you. It's probably because I'm ignoring you if I take a minute to respond. Thank you, bitch. Probably because I responded in my head. That's usually it. I just didn't want to. Or you read it and forgot. Remember when we talked about no? No, I just didn't want to. You see how that worked? Full circle moments. (laughs) But no, I think, um, what was the question again? Goddamn, I'm smack. Like, how, (laughs) like, have you seen, like, any like t- toxic or just wrong behavior that you've exhibited in a friendship you don't have to say what it is obviously but like if you have you know exhibited any of those things how have you in realizing these things decided to change those things about you i think 
the one thing that I've learned to start doing is once I realize that I'm wrong or I offended someone or hurt someone, I just apologize. Um, it may take, you know, maybe a week, maybe six <laughs> minutes to realize that I'm wrong. I don't know. But <laughs> once I get there, I'm going to be like, you know what? I apologize. And um, another thing that I, side note that I had to learn is that apologies don't have but uh, uh, because of all of those mm-hmm. things, it's just I apologize. Yeah. So I've learned to like implement that in the very few times that I am wrong. I must say, I must say the very few times that I am wrong, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I would say um, definitely have tried, um, have uh implemented listening better being a better listener in my friendships because that helps me with taking um that helps me with becoming better at taking accountability um you know what i mean and um i think that's something that's super important in relation in all relationships all facets of relationships taking accountability so yeah i i in regards to your question in regards to being a toxic friend that sounds so harsh um Toxic behaviors still I don't know toxic sounds harsh. I can't call myself that i can't I can't call my behaviors toxic or to ever get to that point of being toxic but that's that's the point of the beginning of the episode though sometimes you Full truly, circle moment sometimes you truly have to look inside yourself and be like in every single aspect that I've ever had with any friend that I've ever had. Not to say that it's quote unquote toxic, but problematic even. Is yeah. There any, is there anything that I could have done differently? Is there something that I've done that might have caused somebody to feel some sort of way? Like, is not necessarily saying that you're a toxic person or a toxic friend, but it's just something that you've done that in some instance wasn't right. And absolutely, you can accept that it wasn't right. You know what I mean? And I think what's important too is the fact that, um, People also have to remember that when somebody comes to you and expresses to you that, you know, your behavior uh, made them feel some type of way or they identified your behavior being X, Y, and Z, or they, you know, addressed it as that, whatever, you can't tell them otherwise because that's how they interpreted it. That's how it made them feel. So, you know, if somebody comes to me and tells me, you know, this, this behavior, this, the way you move was mad toxic, so on and so forth. It's, it's not up to me to tell them no, because that's how they identified it. Um, yep. so again, that ties into being a better listener and learning how to take better accountability. So, yeah. And what I will say is that in our friendship specifically, we do our due diligence to come to like, come to each other and make sure that we're also just not tripping. Like, because sometimes what you say in your head and what you rationalize in your head might be the end all be all point blank period. And if I go and I tell um, one of these two about it, they're like, um, you sure about that? <laughs> or like, or just like, if there's any way that like you're rationalizing something that somebody else might've done to you and you feel a certain way and you might like not know whether the way that you're feeling is rational or not. We do a very, very good job at explaining situations to each other and making sure that 
we're not bugging the fuck out because sometimes you just need to hear it from somebody else. That's facts. I really think my favorite. Y'all know me. Like in any problem, I'd be like, "Am I bugging? Am I wilding?" Like I say that yeah. so often. Not tripping, not being exactly. Okay. Yeah, and if you guys are friends, um, bringing it back to just like boundaries or whatever, like you, it's okay to check your friends. Like you are yeah. able to tell if they're bugging. It's okay to tell them that they're bugging. Because if you can come up with, no, not come up with, but if you can explain a sound reason as to why how they're acting is wrong or how they're feeling is not justified to what occurred, that's fine. Like, it's 100% okay. But I I really do want us to discuss, like, even establishing new boundaries and friendships and even especially in relationships. Because in relationships, it's really, it's sometimes hard and awkward to like try and establish a boundary. I was actually going to get, yeah, I was going to get into that because sometimes like you could, everything could be cool one moment and then maybe something might've happened and then that boundary needs to be assessed. So then maybe something that's happening, that's been happening for a while, can't happen anymore or something has to change Mm -hmm. or whatever. Some people might take that as like misunderstanding something. Like, did I do something wrong? Like, do they feel like, um, not a good friend anymore like why yeah. is this happening and just like the misunderstanding aspect is like it's it's not it's not you it's me or it's uh it's, it's not, not it's, me it's you sometimes or, or it's like, not me it's you and if that's your friend like i said there's if that's your friend you should be able to address those things yeah i feel like it gets but sometimes it does get really hard to like say you know certain things that i was cool with before i'm not cool with anymore because you on your end are like well i don't want this person to internalize this i don't want them to feel any type of way about me i don't want it to affect the friendship or um the balance that we have you know so sometimes it is a little bit like sticky and i really it takes it takes like a really delicate touch sometimes to like establish a new boundary within a friendship because I I, I don't want any, huh? I love how you worded that. Yeah. Like I don't want any blowback. I don't want there to be any, because like me, I take my friendships very seriously. And if I uh, consider you a friend, I don't want there to be any type of, you know, like troubled waters between us because you're my person. Like you're the person I'm going to want to come to and I'm going to want you to come to me. You're the person I'm going to want to share funny things with. So like if there's now some like awkwardness or tension between us, because I decided that I'm not comfortable with you doing this. It's going to now make me sad and it's going to hurt my like feelings and my views because I'm just going to be like, well, damn, I wish I could have, I wish we could have avoided this. But some, a lot of the times in friendships, like it's not really a spoken thing where it's like a lot of the times friendships that I've been in, it's not really a time where it's like, oh, we all come together and we just discuss our boundaries. Like, we try to be intuitive of them, um, of others, and we try to be cognizant of others, but what if I have a new one and I don't know how to voice it? And you get what I'm saying? Yeah, because, like, I don't know. It's it's interesting that you say that because when you're forming new boundaries literally with anybody, and like you said, we'll get into, like, the relationship aspect at a later date, but moving from what was normal to a new normal sometimes can even be 
difficult for you because like looking at it it's like I see somebody who thought that something was so normal and so accepted somebody's just being themselves and then in another moment I'm here and I'm internally struggling with coping with the fact that you're that I'm going through this but also like looking at you just knowing that that was once okay and now it's not and it sucks because let's say you do bring up that bounce that new boundary and then that person doesn't accept it that shit just will hurt so that's the sign that you need to know that that person does not need to be in your life what do you mean you don't accept my boundary i would be like are you okay Mm -hmm. what do you mean it's not like it's, it's something that's so minuscule and so juvenile where it's like Come on, son. But if somebody is really coming to you and expressing, hey, this is a new boundary that I have set and I hope that you can respect it and you say that you don't accept it, girl, bye. Get the fuck on out of here with your nappy ass. Like, come on. <laughs> Period. Because it's because it's like if the if I do introduce a boundary in the middle of something that's already established, like a friendship that's already established, clearly this boundary is stemming from something else. Like it's not exactly. something that has to necessarily well, it can do with you, but clearly it stems from something. It's not just me waking up one day and being like, hmm. oh, well, I'm gonna set the boundary that you can't um, hit me up after 10 p.m. Like, that's not, no. It normally will stem from something else. So if you can understand and rationalize that things just happen in life outside of a friendship, it's like, bitch, I dare you to say that you don't accept my boundary. (laughs) Like, honestly. I would have been like, excuse me? Hello? Like, what are you talking about? What exactly are you talking about? Like, bitch, if I tell you don't, bring up certain shit because it makes me feel a certain way you're just gonna sit there and bring it up even if it's something as small as i decide to say don't touch my hair bitch don't touch my hair don't touch talking about like what do you mean you're not gonna accept it like will it kill you i'm not understanding imagine imagine <laughs> nah, but we're gonna touch more into that at a later date. I don't wanna like get too long winded with that. But that's all we got for today, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Um I'm sorry, but not sorry if it read you because we all need to, you know, think about shit like this. Y'all need to do audits on yourselves, on your friendships, because yeah. sometimes y'all friendships really ain't friendships. Y'all just be talking shit about each other. Y'all got the Issa and Molly relationship. Y'all yeah. got that Joan and Tony relationship, but y'all just jealous of each other. Y'all don't like each other, but y'all just friends because y'all think it's benefiting y'all somehow. When exactly. really, y'all look like Boo Boo the Fool and Bozo the Clown. Like, the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then we don't want to have niggas sitting there laughing at you Cause when y'all post y'all pictures, like, oh my God, this is my best friend or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I know that you was talking hella shit about her and Mm -hmm. you don't really care about her. Niggas is going to be ha ha kikiing about you. And now what? Now you look stupid. So y'all need to do some audits, girl, because you stink. You're musty. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. look ugly. Your hair is uneven. (laughs) Hair is uneven. (laughs) (laughs) No, but thank you guys so much for listening. Like, we really do appreciate it every single time, as we spoke about in the fucking episode. Support us, bitch. So, how you can do that is you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WeAreThatPod. You can email us at WeAreThatPodcast at gmail.com. You know, literally, just if you see us, interact with us, somebody will get back to you. 
Yeah. One of one of us will get back to you, I promise. We're very interactive. If you hit us up, we'll hit you back. Um <laughs> in terms of wine of the week, I was actually not sipping on wine today. I have a black owned business for all of you guys today. If you Oh have shit, look at us. Like two oh weeks in a row. Like look at God, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure both of you guys have heard about it, but for those who are listening that haven't heard about it, um, if you guys like whiskey, right? Um Put your Jack Daniels away. Put your Maker's Mark away. Put your put all of that shit away. Get you a bottle of Uncle Nearest, please. Oh yeah, I have heard about it. Yeah, Uncle Nearest is who is Jack Dan is. Um, no, Jack Daniel is Uncle Nearest bitch. Son. Yes. So there would be no Jack Daniels without Uncle Nearest. So. If you want smooth whiskey, if you want quality whiskey, it's 50% alcohol, more than like your like regular vodkas, tequilas, and shit like that. Get you some Uncle Nearest, and it's black owned. So, like, it's truthfully a win win situation here. That's what I got. I don't know what you're drinking that straight. No, I had a whiskey ginger. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I drink like like a 45 year old man, if you guys didn't realize. I have James and Ginger, just a Jameson, some ginger ale. That's all I had. So that's cute. I was uh, sipping on some limeade. I was sipping on some not lemonade, limeade. Did it have something in it? No, no, no. Wait, why are you drinking limeade like for free, like unprovoked? Simply limeade. They didn't have lemonade, and actually, simply limeade go hard. So. Prefacing, prefacing back to... Anyway, that's a boundary for me. And if you guys cross it, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> and consider this boundary crossed. So as we spoke Wait, about in the beginning of the episode... this is not what we are doing from now on. Talking about... Anyway, that's a boundary for me. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be like, and that's on that period. Don't cross... I'm crossing. Uh, I'm on. crossing it. Just like I crossed New Jersey into New York, I am crossing your boundary Yo, right now. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> That's why nobody's eating off your plate and nobody's drinking that. <laughs> that's why. Not. It's not necessarily Shorty, just COVID. Shorty it's eat cake cereal and simply limeade. Nobody wants to eat from your plate. I had nobody. a bowl You eat, you eat a like a geriatric with... patient. Like, and you drink like an 85-year-old man. And that's... What's the difference? And that's and fine. Drinking different... This That's is a, a lot. This is a lot of Joan and Tony energy. Let's. I'd rather have I'd rather have whiskey ginger than some limeade. Let's bring it on back. Wrap limey, up the episode. Okay. okay. <laughs> but anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, um, don't drink limeade. Um, limeade. That's a cry for help. <laughs> Haters, oh that's crazy. <laughs> you pass all the lemonade in the store and say, "Yes, I want lime." I only like simply lemonade, and they ran out. Obviously, there, right? was, there was iced tea. There was there was water. There was water. I already there copped was, my essential. I'm good. But you didn't cop the essential. You copped the limeade. I caught the Sencha Anakov limeade. But Why are y'all are drinking? Well, where is it, honey? Because we would like to see the Sencha. We don't this, want to talk. <laughs> we would have been on your side. Boundary. We would have been on your side. Boundary. 
we would have been on your side had you said you were drinking Carly, listen, <laughs> let me let you know. Carly is like them niggas on Twitter who just learned what exotic and toxic. Don't treat boundary like these Twitter niggas, yo. You and know parsley. what parsley and parsley. parsley. She is throwing it around like parsley. <laughs> fucking parsley <laughs> and Hennessy chefs. That's what Carly is. <laughs> I'm gonna throw another fucking Twitter word at you. Let's normalize. Normalize. Let's, let's normalize knowing what these words mean in actuality outside of Twitter, please. Let's normalize boundaries. Like period. Period. Now, as for like the fourth time, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't drink limeade, audit yourself, and know that if you have a toxic ass bitch in your friend's circle to get rid of that hoe because she don't like you or he don't like you anyway. And remember. You need to suck that dick. Wop. And, and, and that's on WAP. And that's all WAP. And that is also the that on that. Period.